All right. Hello, Melonheads. Today, I have a very special guest, Allison Verge. Allison, how you doing? I'm great, thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy here. I've been really looking forward to this one. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Allison is an author and certified sexologist, as well as a life dating and relationship coach. How you doing? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Really enjoying the great weather now that it's here. In yeah, Canada, I know you're in the States, but uh, it's also wonderful here. I know people think we live in igloos, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I just know you guys are really nice. Yeah. Are you, <laughs> are, you a, are you a Canadian native? Yes, I am. Oh, yes, really? Yes, I am. Born and raised Canadian, but I do have family in the States, so I'm, uh, I travel to the States when I can. Love, love the States as well, but I am a, a true-born Canadian. Pretty crazy over here lately, you know, I mean, but... It is what it is. It's crazy everywhere right now, I guess. Yes. But I want to I want to start off by asking you. You know, you have a very interesting uh, expertise per se. Uh, what, what made you want to get so involved in in dating, relationships, uh, human nature, sex? You know what I mean, and and build a career around it, pretty much. <laughs> well, that is an interesting question, isn't it? Um, very. <laughs> you know, well. I have always been passionate about relationships my entire life. Um, yeah. Since I was a kid, like I think, I always wanted to talk to people. Always, you know, once I got older, read every single relationship book. I studied psychology in school. Um, but then what really did it was about seven years ago. I mean, I actually should sort of preface that. I didn't have your, just like many of you, I didn't have your normal upbringing. Um, I really didn't witness a lot of successful relationships around me, but I was determined to change that. I had an extreme desire to have, you know, this nuclear family. And yeah. so I kind of went on a mission to learn everything I could throughout my life to, you know, have that relationship of my dreams. And I did manage to have that. You did. I, re I read that. <laughs> I did. I did have that. And I really actually had the life of my dreams. I really did have that nuclear family. Um, I have two beautiful daughters. I had a very successful business. Um, I was a exercise addict. You know, life, life was great. But then yeah. seven years ago, you know, they say life can turn in an instant. Um, you know, I had a bad skiing accident. Yeah. And it, you know, I ended up breaking a bone, but it ended up in something very rare and it ended up in this rare condition. And the condition left me very disabled and in, riddled with pain and basically in a wheelchair. Yeah. And luckily, to this point, whole story, but I fought my way back, took a few years, but fought my way back out of that wheelchair, which is rare for this condition, but I did manage to do that. So yeah. I'm no longer in a wheelchair, but- You look great. Thank you, thank yeah. you. You're it was good. a struggle. But <laughs> yeah, for that period of time, my whole life was turned upside down. Yeah. Not only was I dealing with that, that soon after my marriage of 20 years ended, yeah, I, I read that actually. Very interesting. I mean, it's a so, terrible thing that happened, but you look like you progressed. It is, but to be honest, like looking back now, yeah, I can't say, I mean, it's hard to say that when 
you know, I still, there's times where I still struggle with this. Yeah. Um, not the marriage ending, but the, I still have this condition. There's How times I struggle with it. This was seven years ago. Oh, okay, okay. So you're completely over your divorce. I mean, how do you ever really get 100% over that? But yeah, but we're friends. We're, yeah. we're friends. Um, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I've never been a big believer um, in, you know, I, I really think it's important if you have children, especially to yeah. try to work through that and really think about the impact on the children. So I really spent a lot of time working through my emotions, working through the anger. I think you have to feel it, you have to work through it, but it's like, how can I get myself to a place to forgive mm -hmm. and work together, realize my part in the relationship ending and work together, co-parenting and try to be even friends so that we can move forward and, and for me because when something bad happens in a relationship what people have to think about is who is that really impacting because when something bad happens in a relationship what people tend to do is they want to seek revenge and all they can think about is bitterness yep. so my, my parents for example i mean i grew, came from a broken family and uh they would do things out of spite at each other that would end up affecting the kids we'd always pay the price. You know, yes. we want to see both of our parents happy and doing well. I mean, that's what me and my ex were, it was tough at first, but you know, we do so well co-parenting now. It's just, it's really nice. My son is just yeah. blessed to have that, I feel. That will help your son. I can't tell you how much that will make a difference in his life. And it was the same with my parents because my parents were separated, I guess, when I was two and divorced when I was four. Yeah. But I don't ever recall my parents ever saying a bad word about each other. And they were always amicable. And that really always stayed within me. So I knew that I had a choice whether to be kind of bitter, bitter about life or yeah. whether to move on. I'm like, okay, I, I think in anything in life, you have a choice. And it's always your choice in how things impact you, right? Like you are in control of your own life. And so it was like, how am I gonna deal with this situation? And it was like, okay, if I just choose to be bitter, I'm gonna be this bitter old disabled lady. Yep. Who's right? <laughs> alone. Like, yeah. I'm only hurting me. I'm not hurting anybody else. I'm actually not getting revenge because when people think they're getting revenge, it's really only hurting themselves. Yeah. So I have a choice. I can try to heal, forgive, fight back against this disease and Mindset is everything. I really, I'm a big believer in mindset that you can tackle everything, which yeah. I did. Absolutely. Do you, so, do you meditate? I, I believe I read that on you. Do you do I do. Meditation? I meditate. I do gratitude. Um, I'm such a believer in exercise because to be honest, yeah. that's really, I did every, I really looked around the world for everything to try to cure this condition because it was incurable and nothing worked until I really just... If you look good, you feel good. Exercise. You know? you look good, you feel good. I do. I was and... just doing some squats before this podcast started <laughs> to, get the, <laughs> to get the blood flowing, you know? And I'm trying to become slim thick. <laughs> Something the kids are doing these days. So It's you know, fantastic. You know. It's a good practice. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying everybody has to be perfectly fit, but I just think that Healthy. it does, it helps with stress management. And stress management is really the key and yeah. movement, movement and stress management. Uh, yeah, mindfulness, the meditation, all of that is what really helps. So to make a long story short, yeah, 
all of that. <laughs> I went through that. I had to do a lot of self-discovery. Yeah. I basically, once I was ready, I went into the dating world after yeah. 20 years. And I believe, Nick, you probably experienced this. Mm -hmm. Completely shocked. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, what? W2F, the yeah. TF, like what? Oh my God. And how what? long were you with your husband for? 20 years. Oh, so yeah, exactly. So you were out of the game for, you know, quite a oh, bit. A long yeah. time. So, I mean, it was, you have to understand, like I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> the way things were before that were very different. Yes, online dating occurred, but mm -hmm. actually it was kind of stigmatized back then. So not a lot of people did it. You really met people in person. So it was very different. Yes. So going online, I really believed everybody had really good intentions and it, it just, I, I couldn't believe in the, like, you know, the ghosting and all these people, like all of a sudden guys would say, oh, I really, you know, I, I, I feel so great about you and I want this and that. And the next second they don't want it at all. I'm like, what? Like I didn't ask that for that, before. but I didn't even ask for you to do that. Like I wasn't yeah. pushing for anything and I yeah. was so confused by everything. Yeah. No, my problem was when I was, uh, when me and my ex first broke up and I started dating again, you know, I had so much healing to do, I feel, and maybe a lot of self-discovery and, you know, I'd, I'd take a girl out on a first date. She'd think I'm like, oh, this guy's funny. He's handsome. He's a good dad, et cetera. You know what I mean? And then like little do you know, I'm kind of a, a freaking psychopath, you know what I mean? I'm just kidding. I just have, the, <laughs> have depression and, you know, a, co a couple other things, uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, you don't really know somebody until you know somebody I guess I mean you yeah. look past the front picture or the first page per se that is absolutely true like it's I mean now I now that I know what I know I yeah. know exactly how to overcome that but at the time yeah. it was just I was very naive yeah, I knew sure. after going through this uh, you know nothing was really working mm -hmm. and I was ready to give up and so yeah. I took a step back I really was like, what's going on here? But I also knew that, okay, I'm the common denominator here. Yeah. Like, okay, I could blame everything on every person under the sun online, but I'm also the common denominator in that circumstance. So I was like, what, what's going on? And I knew what happens with online dating is that after a while, people become very negative and yes. a lot of limiting beliefs get bigger and bigger. Like mm -hmm. there's no good people out there. They all suck they're all like all these different things and when you start to get negative nothing happens for you it's yeah. just this big spiral and so i took a good look and even though i thought i was being i always had a smile on my face i was very happy but i knew that i always went into every date thinking i don't really know why i'm doing this because it's not going to work out anyway well mm -hmm. when you have that belief system it's not going to happen like yeah. you have to feel positive about what's going to happen it makes a massive difference oh yeah so when i actually stepped back and really took a look at what was going on in myself and did some work and that's when i actually went back to school and actually became studied to be a relationship coach because i realized like you, I, I can't have other people go through this like yeah. i need to help people this is screwed up like i i can't it's so painful. I need to do something to help people get through this. It is. And I was always the type of guy, like, I never wanted to, uh, I, I don't like, maybe because I had a single mother growing up and a little sister. I just, I never liked hurting girls' feelings. So sometimes I'd even end up in something serious because I didn't want to 
hurt that person. And that, that's a terrible thing to do on my part, but it's, it's yeah. rip the Band-Aid off, you know what I mean? And, and Yes. You know, but as, as I've gotten older, I think I've gotten better than that. But, but I do want to ask you, how does one even find the right person in this <laughs> crazy world we live in today where you can, you know, go on your yes. phone and schedule a date in an hour on Tinder? <laughs> well, that is, that's the magic question, right? And that's really what my specialty is, is first and foremost, which nobody does, is really diving into you and who you are like everybody thinks they know themselves but you'd be surprised about how little you know about who you are seriously it, it really is like until you are very clear on the person that you are mm -hmm. it's very difficult to understand who the right person is for you to spend your life with yeah and that's the big problem that's occurring in most relationships you choose people based on chemistry mm -hmm. and chemistry is very important like don't get me wrong Absolutely. like yeah extremely important i'm a big believer in that that you have to have that you know sexual chemistry there but Got the it. problem is is that sexual chemistry is like cocaine it is so yeah, powerful that basically your brain gets out of the equation yep. and it starts taking over and that person is the very best person in the entire world Mm -hmm. And when the red flags start popping up and your intuition starts telling you that maybe that's not quite right, yeah. you start making excuses like, oh, I can live with that or, you know what, that person could probably change or maybe I don't need that as much anymore. And then all of a sudden we're married and we're like, what the hell, why did it? oh my God, I'm so unhappy. I feel like that's pretty much every relationship that ends in divorce or that's headed towards it. <laughs> which is 50% of the relationships and a lot of relationships that aren't ending in divorce that are staying married yeah. unhappy. Now there's a lot of people, I'm not saying all relationships because there's a lot of happy relationships, but unfortunately there are a lot of relationships like that. But if they took the time to really figure out, well, I don't know why the computer's doing that, but why they, you know, what, what they really need inside in a partner and what happens is, see, in the dating pool, it's so massive right now. Like I, you know, you're in business, I'm in business yeah. and we're basically entrepreneurs, right? Yep. So what they tell you as an entrepreneur is to niche down. Mm -hmm. And so what's, I like to equate this to business because I was in business for many years. Yeah. And when you're in the dating pool, it is so massive. How are you supposed to find that right person to you when you're trying to market yourself? two yes. million of the people like yeah. it's so big that you cannot stand out amongst all those people and you're trying to be everything and that's not who you are what you really need to do is really be clear on who you are and what you need yeah. and yeah. you need to get on that same wavelength as the person for you and you actually need to repel the people that aren't right for you so you actually need to niche down you yep. actually need to get very, very specific. And so some people are going to be like, yeah, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Like, but, but not everybody's going to do that because people aren't comfortable with themselves. They're yes. Not, no, they're not. They don't want to be rejected by society. Nobody wants that. No. You know what I mean? I mean, that's why it's so hard dating in your 20s. But that's what works. I'm telling you, it works. Like when you yeah. just try to be like everybody, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work. You're no. not going to stand out unless you're seriously, I guess, if you want 
you know, you're a sugar daddy, like you're hugely rich and you I'm just looking want for one woman for the money. Like that may work or you're <laughs> certain times that works, but really how you're really going to draw in that right person is really just drawing out you mm -hmm. and being really clear on what you're looking for. And that it's almost like a magnet, like, cause yeah. right now I like to say that person is out there looking for you. The right mm -hmm. now they're looking for you while you're looking for them, but they can't find you. Yeah. My, my issue has been, I'm good at that. I've gotten good at, you know, I'm in my mid twenties now. I've gotten good at just pretty much being who I am, uh, being upfront with the type of person I am, I guess, personality wise. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is like, uh, you, you go through like a honeymoon or a honeymoon phase maybe, or this yes. or that. I'm a very irritable person and that's something I've gotten better at. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that was a big reason why me and my ex, me and my ex broke up. I'd say I'm 70% of the reason. You know, yeah. I had a well, good for you for saying that I could admit that. I, I mean, it, I, I put her through a lot in the beginning years. And then, you know, when I finally got better and stuff like that, I was still irritable. I was still I was such a jerk at times, I feel. And I feel so terrible about it. And like, you know, I, I, I tell her, like, you know, I, I apologize to her all the time to this day. Like, I'm sorry for the way I was towards you. I feel really bad, even if we don't have that, you know, those feelings for each other anymore. Like, I just want to let you know I'm sorry because it's, it's not right to be like that. You know what I mean? So nice. But do you, do you, I mean, not to do a little, do a little coaching here, but do you know where that irritability comes from? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what would, what it would come from. I mean, I had a, like a tough childhood, maybe. Um, I had, you know, close deaths to me, um, but I can't, maybe I'm just an irritable human being, I guess. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like, um, you know, I can conduct myself, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. somebody for a while, like my mom, if she sneezes, I'll lose my shit, Allison. It just, it's little things like that, you know, my nerves and I can't get mad about that anymore, but. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. Like, can yes. like, okay. So you said the sneezing, but can you pinpoint other scenarios where it occurs? Because there is situations where people where. Mm -hmm certain I, things will constant irritants will affect them like especially with people for instance with add I have where ADD. they need quiet and they need space yeah and they need that time to focus on one task and anything around them that mm -hmm. disrupts that yeah is very irritating to them seriously you and no, honestly, and so people, and that's very difficult. And I've been around people like that, and it took me a long time. Like until I studied relationships, like yeah. really went in depth. I didn't get that. Yeah. But once I understood that, it made so much sense that yeah. I can multitask, but yeah. those yeah. people cannot, and and they're brilliant at what they do, but they need to focus on one thing. And people around them need to understand that you can't even be in the kitchen when they're in the kitchen. They want space and they want to focus on one thing and it's so irritating to them when they have those distractions you know the the other night i mean i've learned how to control it because i've seen my life go to turmoil over me just being a jerk you know what i mean so i i've learned how to really control it now and you know i'm with a girl now and she's great and you know she's so sweet and like you know she's in the kitchen i was in the kitchen the other day cooking and you know she tried to reach for a glass over me and like i had to stop myself because i was almost like 
cut the fuck out. But I was, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, don't do that. You are an adult. Act like an adult. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've gotten better with it, but it is such a mental warfare. And it's mm-hmm. so little. Like, she's just trying to grab a cup. Relax. Yep. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, then 10 minutes later, if I do say something, I feel like a jerk, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it's those. It's That's exactly right. It's not the big things. So it doesn't make you a bad person because it's not something like some other people could be something big and they could have a massive reaction that's so damaging. But for you, it's probably a lot of little things. So you need to understand what those little things are and communicate that to your partner. Yeah. And and it may seem like to you that is so stupid, so I can't possibly bring that up. But Mm -hmm. it's important to do that so she understands and you can navigate that. Like maybe I do need a little bit of space or, you know, maybe you have a code word or maybe you just, you know, you need when you're in the kitchen, you need to have that space and she does this and you do that. Like you just, that's where it's really important to understand people's limitations. And I'm sure she has her own, right? I'm sure there's things that she needs. She has triggers. I'm sure she has triggers. They're probably different. Every time she sneezes from now on out, I'm just gonna be like pineapple. And then she needs to her own. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's such a that's such a hard thing to do because like, um, who am I to be like, hey, you know what? I don't really like the way you sneeze. You can cough <laughs> around me, but <laughs> don't sneeze or hiccup. <laughs> you know, I don't. I just feel like that's such a jerk thing to do, and I, I don't want to be that guy. But I should probably just just say it in a you know a respectable way. Well. Right. It- and sometimes you should just maybe walk out of the room for a minute and just go, okay, I need a minute. Yeah. Walk out of the room, take some deep breaths, you yeah. know, compose yourself. And when you're ready, like just, that's when it's or important. Or sneeze. <laughs> you <know>? Or sneeze, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn. <laughs> yeah, sneeze back. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, like she didn't, she, she didn't just like beat the hell out of me or anything. She just sneezed. So I need to go yeah. take a deeper. No, it makes sense though. I totally know what you mean because I have to do it sometimes and I feel like, you know, I'd really like want to laugh at myself, but it is what it is. It's who I am. You know, it's the way I'm wired, I guess. That's it. I mean, you not that you can't ever try to improve, but sometimes yeah. you have to understand that you are the way you are. And it's, and keep when you keep fighting it, it only makes things worse, right? Yes. So to try to, the best thing is to bring your partner to the equation and see how you can work together. Yep. And honestly, take breaks when you need them. Mm-hmm. That is so key. I know that's a big thing even for my partner and I that we take breaks if it starts to get heated. And that was a big thing because I always want to work through things. Yeah, yeah. I'm a talker. Yes. And he needs to think. That's how my girl is. She's like, we can't go to bed mad at each other, which I do agree. I think that's a good philosophy. Yes. She wants to talk things out immediately. I want to like, just let me process. Yes, exactly. Process. Let me not be mad anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Because <laughs> you say and, bad things when you're mad. Well, exactly. And that's, and that's a problem when you have mm-hmm. two people who are so different in their approach. So one person who's going after the person who's like, let's talk this through. Come on, what are you thinking? Let's talk. Let's talk. And the other person's like, oh, my God, can you just let me be for a second? I have to process my thoughts and I need time to to know what I want to say, yeah. right? So you have two very different people. Yeah, and yeah. so you need, and, and I say it's a problem, but it's not a problem if you begin to understand each other and you work together. So, you know, I've learned, okay, I need to give him some time. 
due process. I can't expect him to just answer right away. We need to take a break. He can think about it. I can think about it, give him some time. But the important thing to do is if you separate, you have to be clear that you're just taking a little breather to calm down, get your, you know, your thoughts together Mm -hmm. and you're coming back. So there's no like storming out of the room and then the person or out of the place or where they don't know if you're coming back. That's when it's threatening to the relationship. Exactly. Exactly. No, you, you nailed it. And, and one thing that I, I want to go back to actually is, uh, well, I don't know if it's necessarily going back to it, but I see you write about the, the USP, the unique selling proposition. Uh, I guess, I guess you need to find your own and yes, I feel like that's, interesting so so how do you find your you know your usp or your your unique selling proposition (laughs) exactly like i said i actually relate a lot of dating and relationships to business um i deal with a lot of professionals i actually am developing um a whole course on the 80 20 principle and how to apply that to dating because i do believe too much time is wasted dating and emotional energy Uh so i believe that i can really cut that down but in terms of the usp it's really how you find that is through this process of pretty much sort of cut you off is it kind of like uh what makes you appealing to your you know your dating partner or it that's that's exactly it it's really you know what is i mean it's basically your unique selling proposition is really when you're especially when you're doing your your profile what what are the best qualities about you? But even more important is the fact that by doing this exercise and really finding that is building your confidence. Because when I deal with my clients, I see over and over again, their confidence becomes quite shattered when you're going through the dating process. In some cases, they may just not find somebody and their their confidence is fine. But in a lot of cases, it's been injured through the process of dating, right? And they need a reminder of what's great about me. So there's a lot you can do about this, not just within yourself, but even asking others around you, like, what are my top qualities? And you explore everything. It's like, wow, I didn't really know other people thought that about me. Like, I even went out and asked people a while ago about me and I was always nervous to do that to be honest and I was like oh I was actually surprised at some of the answers that people said and it's really quite a great exercise and when you really dive deep into that it's great for your profile it's great for your overall confidence um, it's great even for you're out on your first date and the person's asking you questions right it's just great to expand upon those areas of yourself so it's really important to know who are you? What are your best qualities? Like I don't, outside most of the usual. Are, most of my friends are straight guys, and I feel like uh, if I asked them that, they'd probably give me a funny look. Nick, you have great <laughs> eyes, actually. I was thinking that. No, no, no. Uh, I have my friend Connor. He's awesome. He um, uh, shout out Connor. He uh, he boosts my ego sometimes. So quick shout well, out. Well, get Connor on the line. We'll ask him what your qualities are. You know, like I know we should. Guys. You'd be surprised. I've talked to, I count, you know, I coach men too. And mm-hmm. they're always like, oh, I have no one to talk to. I can't talk to other guys. And then they come back because like, I, I also um, was uh, coaching a sport group. Yeah. And the guys would 
they go, oh, the weirdest thing happened. The other day I just got into a conversation with another guy and then he was talking and we had stuff in common and we started sharing stuff, which they'd never yeah. done before. And you'd be surprised if one person starts sharing, the other person starts sharing. It does not come easy to men. Yeah. But if you I do it, so. it opens the door. It's a safe environment. Yeah, comfort right? comfortability is a very, you know, nice and uh, women really are drawn to that too uh, oh like, yeah oh <laughs> like uh like women have always felt like comfortable around me i feel i've always been good at dating i've just been pretty shitty at relationships you know <laughs> no i'm kidding um <laughs> but you're changing that right that's the important absolutely. thing you're changing it Ab absolutely um but yeah i mean do you know what your you know uh uh what's it called usp again do you know what yours is uh, I would say that I am very romantic. I am loyal. Yeah. I am, um, I am very, I am very resilient. I am very, uh, determined. Um, yeah, I could tell. Yes. <laughs> do, do you think, do you think somebody can pursue a successful, I mean, dating partner or even relationship if they haven't found themselves yet? I think obviously it happens, but I, I think that there's a big danger in being very lost and unfulfilled. Yeah. I think that, and I think that's kind of what happened to me. Like I was married for 20 years and I believed that I had this perfect thing going and it wasn't until after that I realized maybe I wasn't quite as happy as I thought. Yeah. Um, I didn't fully understand myself. I was kind of going through, you know, life like this. I, I just kind of, you, you know. You can lose yourself through. being in a relationship for so long too. I you feel. can, right? Yeah. You can. Like I don't have a single regret to be honest. Um, yeah. And I mean, my girls are wonderful and he's a good father and all that. But I, I just, him. I do think that to be truly fulfilled in your life, and yeah. as a person, you have to find yourself and who you are. And it's, I really, I mean, people notice the change in me. Detrimental. Like, it is. It's very detrimental. And it's such an eye-opener when you figure out who you are. And it, and it took work. Like, I was like, okay, I know that when, I, when this happened to me, my life was turned upside down. I was like, I know I have to do something different. I knew I, I, knew I had to do something you know, to put my impact in the world. I knew it was surrounding this area, but I knew, okay, what exactly? And it just, I waited for the light bulb to come off. And then it was like, wait a second, you yeah. have been, you've studied psychology, you're passionate about relationships. You're going through this, wait a second. Like, but it, it took some time. Like sometimes there's just so much, there's so many webs in the way, right? To yeah, and, and discovering who you are. You just need to go through certain, I mean, trials in life to really, figure out who you are I, I suppose you know I mean whether that's finding a career path or you know having a failed relationship or you know anything having a kid I mean sometimes you just takes absolutely. a little something to find yourself yeah absolutely uh, it's uh, never too late let me just tell your listeners that never <laughs> ever ever too late to change directions or find yourself or it's yes. never you're never stuck and that's a nice thing for a, a lot of people to hear for sure because a lot of people do give up you know i feel like i've given up at times and i, I shouldn't have i'm young you know i have my whole life ahead of me but no matter how old you are i mean never give up 
I like that. Absolutely. Good words of wisdom right there. <laughs> I want to get back to online dating. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some dating traps or, uh, or red flags that, that are, you know, something to look out for? I want to know what dating traps are, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, dating traps are like, for instance, um, you know, a few of them are like the marketing trap where people just, I mean, it's a very common one where people are just presenting themselves, making themselves look as great as possible, right? Yeah, or like, they upload a picture of themselves 10 years ago or something like exa- that. I mean, that's the most yeah. common, right? Like people yeah. are literally putting pictures out there that aren't them or, you know, yeah. totally photoshopped or whatever filters and which, which never really made a lot of sense to me because then when you see them in person, <laughs> they're going to discover the truth if, if you want to meet in person, unless you want an online relationship, of course. Yeah. Um, and, you know, lying about their height, their age, their I hear this over and over again, I'm kind of surprised, but so there's that, there's also one of the biggest dangers is, again, trying to fulfill a void, Yeah. right? Trying to fill a void in your life. Like it's so important. You don't have to be in a perfect position to have a relationship. Of course, there's always going to be stuff in your life that's wrong. Like nothing's ever going to be perfect. I've always wanted to be catfished, to be honest with you. Just one time. Just one time. <laughs> I was catfished, okay? I was catfished in the very beginning, and it was bad. It was, well, I didn't I didn't give anybody money or anything like that. But I have to say, like, they, I now know, like, I make it my mission to keep up to date with these guys. Like, yeah. they're good, and they're getting better and better. So I look out for their tactics. It's worse with guys, I feel. You know what I mean? Say they see a pretty, you know, woman like you who has your stuff together and they want to, you know, maybe target that and see if they can get some money out of you or, or something. I've, oh, yeah. I've worked with a guy, a gentleman named, uh, he was a nice guy. I'm not going to say his name, but I worked with this guy and um, he was just, I felt so bad for him. And I didn't have the heart to tell him, but he would talk to women overseas, I guess. And there'd be pictures of like models, like it would be your screensaver, you know what I mean? And he would send them money and this and that and, you know. I didn't want to tell him, you know, but uh, I've seen people fall victim to it before. It's it's awful. It it is really. I mean, they are getting more and more clever, though. I mean, I have to say, though, when it happened to me, this person, like, it was extremely clever. Yes, they had some pictures, but I asked them to send me like pictures on the spot. They did, but they spoke to me for mm-hmm. three hours a day for three months. Yeah. And on the phone too, and they had a normal voice. We spoke on the phone and it all seemed so normal. I didn't know anything about this stuff at the time. And then we were supposed to meet up and then it wasn't until the whole kind of story happened. Like I am stuck over here and I need money. And then I was like, wait a second, something's wrong here. Why are you asking me for money? Yep. Yeah. So how would you deal with a situation like that to where say, Say I'm single and I meet a girl on Tinder and she's gorgeous and then I go to meet meet up with her and then, you know, we go, I go inside and, you know, there she is and she's, you know, say like 80 pounds heavier than what she looks like mm-hmm. in her pictures. How do I address that? Do I just sit out the date and just be like, ah, oh, you got me or do I just I'd be like, hey, uh, well, I, I think that if she lied, like normally I would say, you know, you know, be compassionate to somebody. But if she outright lied, I think you have a right 
to actually say to the person, depending on what it is, to say, look, um, you know, I feel a little bit deceived here. This is not yeah. what you presented yourself to be in the profile pictures. I, I don't think that we are the match that I thought we were going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure you're a great person. I mean, you can, if you want, you know, sit through some of the date, but if you're really yeah. not happy, it, you know, normally I would say if the person didn't do anything wrong, I would sit through some of the date and then say, you know, nicely, I, you know, this was great. You're a wonderful person, but I, you know, I don't think we're the right match. I always believe in being honest, but in that case, that person directly deceived you. Yes. So it, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. You don't have to be really mean about it, but I think you have a right to say, look, you know, this, you know, I don't feel like things were being presented accurately. I don't think we're the correct match. I yep. wish you all the best, but I think maybe we should just go on our separate ways. Like, yep. you know, I don't, I don't think you need to be fake and go on. It doesn't serve any purpose in that case. How important would you say um, uh, good sexual chemistry, just attraction in general, how, how, how important is, does that define a relationship? I don't want to say it does, but I feel like it's so, it's so big. And I feel like a lot of people are with people they're not really attracted to, maybe like for money or I, I don't know, or maybe, you know, you've been with somebody so long and they've let themselves go and yeah, you know what I mean? I, I feel like that's, that's really important. Um, yes. Well, I, a huge believer in that. I think yeah. it's equally as important as the relationship itself. And unfortunately it's usually balanced one way or the other. Yeah. And I'm not a believer that, you know, you always hear, oh, you know, it's going to die over time anyway. So, I mean, I am a believer that you yes. need to have that strength of the relationship because things change, but I don't yeah. believe that sex has to die. Do you have any tips for uh, couples who have been together for a long time? And, you know, do you have any sexual tips to spice up the, the love yeah. department? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that... You do have to, in all regards, you have to nurture the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I think that regular sex is really important, not only for stress release, but to, for, to bring the relationship closer. People don't realize how important that is. But I think that I am a believer in, like, if you want to introduce something new, keeping things exciting, like even trying some sex toys to be honest yeah yeah and it no, doesn't absolutely. have to be anything overly kinky like it doesn't have to be something totally crazy it could be something that is really neat for both parties like just try something small and see how you like it like yeah. you'd be surprised how much it might change the relationship and be really neat but when you just do the same old same old you know, missionary position or whatever, like yeah, it gets yeah. boring. Hey, missionary is underrated. It's like, I'm not saying that that's not good. Like, <laughs> no, trust me, I'm not saying that's not good, but I'm saying if you do the same thing over and over and over yeah. again, it's tiring. It's going to get boring. I'm not saying that's not good. And if that's your thing and you love it, yeah. Perfect. I tried to buy my ex some anal beads and she almost strangled me with them. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, okay, it is important to have the conversation about what you're comfortable with and what you're not. So some people may not be comfortable with certain things and maybe they're not comfortable with that particular yeah. area or, yeah. but try like, so it's, you know, don't force stuff on there. It's like, go to the store together and people think like sex stores now are like still those dingy old, like, 
shady places and yeah, the dark yeah. alleys and they're not there's some beautiful places and you can even go online or whatever but it's do it together so I've you're both it smells good in there you know it's comforting it's nice it place. is it is and they're very helpful right yeah, they're they very are. helpful in there and they will guide you through it right yeah, they'll, they or do. start I've with a game mm -hmm. like I've a actually, game yeah yeah no i've gotten games before they're they're, they're cool you know what i mean not as fun as Monopoly, but they're fun. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're Good funner. for you. I mean, yeah. I think your generation, to be honest, is a lot. I mean, there's lots of people in my generation who are open to it, but I think your generation is a lot more open about stuff than a lot of my generation. Yeah. And yep. I mean, I think women in my generation are becoming more open to it, especially as they get older past a certain age. Yeah. But there was a time where I think it was like, no, 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 that wouldn't be right. I've noticed that older women are more, my experiences, I guess you could say, um, they're more like, I don't want to say sexual, but they're more like down to do stuff, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. Like I, I've, I've been with, you know, older women before and I've been scared for my life sometimes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they yeah. will not hesitate to bust out a pair of handcuffs. I'm telling you right now, you know, yeah. and then with, with girls my age, it's more, I have to initiate things, which I don't mind. You know, I'm the man. I take pride in doing that, I guess you'd say, but yeah. 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 That's what I've noticed. It's, I think you're absolutely right. Like, I don't think people quite appreciate the power of an older woman that she is yeah. now. A lot of them are like, wow. Okay. I'm this old, like, I don't really care as much what people think. I'm comfortable in who I am. Yeah. And I'm just going to go for it. That's like, the beauty it, of getting older. <laughs> very different. Like, I am such a different person now yeah. than I was. And I yeah. see that in all my friends. Like, we would never have, like, I'm in this industry now. I do. But even then, I like, I just know normally I am still a different person, even if I wasn't yep. in this industry. And I know my friends are too. We never would have talked about this stuff before. It was very like, yep. we would have been very traditional in our approach and stuff. And now yep. it's like, and that's why some of the smart guys online, you'll see a lot of the guys and mm -hmm. I've never, you know, been into that really, but a lot of the really young guys are all going after the younger, older women. They're going after the yeah. older women because they're like, I want a good time. Hey, might as well get a lot of sex or get some experience or you know so yeah, yeah. they've uh they've no. maybe hop on that life insurance maybe yeah. <laughs> 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 no but um one thing you know my, my current girl was telling me about is uh she's like happy she found me because she, she would tell me about the the dating game for girls i don't know if it's just for for um younger girls or or what but there's guys that make you feel really uncomfortable and it's the majority of men. They're just, that's what she tells me. And it's like, you know, I, I never wanted to make a female feel uncomfortable in my life, you know? Yep. Yeah. Like, how is she saying they're doing that? Just like, um, is just, she saying they, sexually or just in general? Like, I mean, they lie to her and they say, you know, yeah, they want to do, they want to be serious or, you know, they don't, you know what I mean? They just want to, they try and make a move on you and then they act like an asshole and they're rejected or something, you know, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do in fairness, because I hear this from both sides, there is aspects on both sides that I hear all the time, like that guys do that and that girls only want like rich guys who are tall and like, you know, I hear no certain things. There's always people on both sides, but 
I also see what happens is there's similar patterns that just keep repeating. So you will keep attracting the same type of person over and over and over again until you break that pattern. And once you break that pattern and you actually put out that kind of signal of who you want, all of a sudden different people start coming in. Like I had one client who we really got clear on what she needed Mm -hmm. and she actually, it was so weird. Like we don't usually get down to these specifics, but she was like, Allison, I don't know what it is, but I keep picturing dating a teacher. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, a teacher. So then then when she went online and we wrote her like a really great profile, all the guys, the men that were coming to her were teachers. It was so weird. I was like, okay, that's strange. That is hilarious. That message, I'm still trying to absorb all this stuff, but it happens every time. When you start putting that out there, it's kind of like when you know you like this one car, all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere on the road. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's no, the absolutely. same kind of thing. So if you start changing that pattern, you know, wait a second, I'm not going for that asshole anymore or that kind of woman anymore. Yeah. All of a sudden, the new people start coming through. Other night, I was talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't want to date Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe <laughs> when I was five years old. But <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, no, I started seeing a bunch of shirts on my on my Facebook page. I'm like, who is watching me? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's, just, it's weird how stuff like that kind of. It is. It is. Manifests itself. Or it maybe is. Somebody's watching me. I don't know. Well, I do think Alexa's <laughs> listening when she shouldn't be. Actually. That's why I won't get one. Yeah. I actually am surprised she didn't come on now. It's funny. Like, they come on when you don't want them to come on, and then they do. Yeah. But, yes. No, Alexa's a lot of uh, lonely people's wives, I feel. You know? Yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, but one thing I want to talk about, too, is, is boundaries. I mean, how important oh. are boundaries, even in dating, and then eventually when you get to a relationship, Boundaries. I've always had a hard time setting boundaries. You know what? I think that we all do. I think boundaries are something that constantly get moved, right? We think that, okay, I'm going to set these rules for myself. And then you find this person and it feels so great. And you go, well, maybe I I can do this. Maybe I can do that. But That's why, it, like, that's one of the big things I do with my clients too. Is we really define what's important to you and what are you willing to do and what are you willing not to do. And so, when you have that in your head and that's really clear, you can stick to it. But mm-hmm. it's it is so key. Like, for instance, some people really don't want to sleep with people on the first date. Yeah, right. And that's respectful. Honestly, I I don't think I could be with. This sounds like it sounds like an asshole, but I I don't know. It's a, it's a red flag to me. Back to red flags. Yeah. A red flag if a woman sleeps with me on the first date. Of course, yeah. I'm gonna try. Yeah. You know what I mean? But <laughs> you know, it's not always like my girl right now. I mean, she she made me wait a little bit, and uh, yeah. Yeah. No, recover. I mean, and I you hear that a lot. Like girls, it well. It I'm still recovering from those blue balls. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But- something happens in your mind it takes a while to figure this out but you think oh my god the guy's not gonna like me if he's really going after me and i don't sleep with them so all of a sudden you bend your ground rules and it's and that's like where you fuck up as a guy i can yeah. tell you that's where girls mess yes up. right but not only because of that and it's because 
Now, if two people really agree that they want to do this, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no judgment here. Like, no. if you want to sleep together, or maybe you just want to play the field, there's that. That's fine as long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. But if you really want a deep relationship, sometimes when you dive in too soon sexually, then the relationship becomes all about sex. Like we've all known, when there's that sexual chemistry, all you want to do is the second you see that person is dive into bed. Yep. So then you're not spending that time getting to know each other and asking the right questions. Cause like, you know, to know that person's really right for you, you have to ask, and this is one thing I do with my clients too, is really knowing the right questions to ask without making it sound like an interview. The right questions to ask to know if that person's truly right for you. And all of a sudden that goes out the door and you get lost in the sexual relationship. The relationship seems perfect. Yeah. And you, instead of going out and talking at a, you know, out for dinner, out for a walk, you just get into bed every time. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very play, distracting. It's hard to play 21 questions when you're, you know, you're deep thrusting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's, you know, I do, I do think that, Unless you are the type that really wants to do that, and if both people and you're prepared for what happens, then that's fine. Like I said, if both parties are in agreement and that's what you want to do, then that's fine, and it works for some people. Yeah. And some people have had very successful relationships that have started off that way. But like you've said, a lot of people have had it go downwards, and they've yeah. there's that disconnect where then the, the woman has often said, like, I don't understand what happened. We had the most incredible night and we slept together and I thought like he really wanted me and I thought it was going somewhere and then he never called. Yeah. But yeah. they they haven't realized you kind of went off the take home to mom list there. You you <laughs> very attracted to you. So yes. you're great for sex, but then you went off the like I don't want to introduce you to my mom. Like you yeah. went on that list, right? Yeah. I don't, you know. Unless you, she's like a you're... porn producer or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Allison, um, I want to get into, uh, say, the second half here in a couple minutes. Uh, let's just take a break for a little bit and yeah. uh, I need to hydrate myself, and then we'll get back into it. Sound good? Sure. All right. Thank sure. you so much. All right. We're back. We are back with Allison Verge. All right, Allison. One thing I do want to get into is we both have kids. I'm a father. You're a mother. Um, dating with children. It's not easy. We both had no, to no. do it. Um, yes. I, I feel like I was lucky. My my girlfriend was very accommodating in that aspect of mm-hmm. I pretty much told her, you know, my kid pretty much comes first. You know what I mean? I mean, your relationship should always come first, I feel, to an extent. But I don't know. I just, my parents, I feel, you know, my mom's great. You know, my dad is great too. God rest his soul. I feel like at times, if they can go back, they would change it, obviously. But at times, they've, you know, picked somebody else over their their kids you know what i mean or yeah to them their feelings more you know what i mean and left us in the hindsight yeah yeah no you that's extremely important to always keep your children's feelings like you know first and foremost not that again i think that relationship is really important but this we're talking about this relationship is not yet developed into something super serious right we're talking about dating so it is really important to really be compassionate towards your children, really talk to them, you know, surrounding this whole thing. Now, it's very different, obviously, in your situation versus mine, because your son is three years old. When I was <laughs> yes. dating, mine were, I mean, mine are 
17 and almost 20 now, but they were younger at that time. And so when they're girls at that age, mine was a little more volatile. I had to be very careful at that age. They're, you know, girls who are, you know, just coming into adolescence and a lot of emotions. And I mean, they were actually really great. They, in fact, kept asking me when I'm dating and stuff, but I was very, very careful um, not to introduce someone to them until, and I think this is very important to not introduce someone to your children until you think it doesn't have, you don't have to be sure that it's going to be a long-term thing, but I think until you think that it really could go somewhere yeah, because it it gets very confusing for them. And especially as they're younger, I'm sure your three-year-old gets very attached, right? Yeah, And that's very devastating for young kids to be torn away from people. So unless you do feel that that relationship could go somewhere, just date when you know, perhaps your kids aren't with you or maybe they're asleep or get a babysitter and don't bring that person home. And if your children can talk to you, you know, it's hard with your three-year-old, but as they get older, if your children can talk to you, just keep talking to them about what that means and really ensure that they know that this is not a replacement for their, their current parent. That is... You know, if there is a current parent in the situation, sometimes there's not always a current parent, but it's really important that they know that, that this year it's never going to replace their existing parent. That's not the intention. And it's really important also if the relationship becomes serious that that partner knows that too, that they don't play that role of parent to, you know, tell your kids what to do. I mean, if you become married or living together obviously there's some cases where obviously they can have a right to do that but if you're just dating that person does not have the right to play the parent role they have i don't want no other man telling my kid what to do no no they're in essence more of a friend respected (laughs) adult right and that that's the role they play so it's really important to communicate that to the child so they understand that so it's non-threatening and to communicate that to the former spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, that you're dating someone and it's not threatening, they're not going to, you know, play daddy or mommy, that, but they are in your life now, right? Like, yeah. they don't have to find out from someone else because that's when things get a little volatile. It's like, I heard you're dating someone, they're seeing my son or my daughter all the time, right? That's when things get a little confrontational so i think just let them know before they find out from someone else and that it's not threatening and i know this is is not always comfortable but i for instance almost right away when my ex like literally four months after we separated and he was moving in with someone else i invited them over for drinks you're because I wanted to know who the woman was who was going to be with ma- my children. That's a mature thing to do. You know? Yeah. And, and you don't see that. I mean, you're in the the minority or the minority in that, you know, particular aspect. I mean, that's rare to see. I mean, that's good on you. It is. And I know that's not, I, I'm being realistic here. That's not always going to happen. Not everybody's comfortable with that. And it's not. Exactly. 
it's going to be very confrontational for some people. But if you can, it was actually one of the best decisions I ever made. Like it was a great experience. And I felt, I really felt non-threatened. Like I really felt like his girlfriend, who's now his wife, is there just to play a friend. She's not there to try to take over and be a mom. She's not malicious. She's not like, I felt good. And then we were all able to work together. We've since like been together for events and it's just made things so much easier for the kids and for us that it's not this big divide and we're being torn between each other. So I think if there's any way, but you don't have to take it to that extreme. I know it's hard, but if you can keep the lines of communication open between you know both parties but also the children that's what i would say like just keep talking get their feelings and if they're really feeling uncomfortable it's not that you have to stop seeing that person but just respect that and i think i was saying to you like my daughter my one daughter was every time i was with my boyfriend on the couch like she would sit in between us (laughs) like she was just just Three, that's, every that's time adorable. like that's adorable it's it was we would laugh too. like and he it was great he was great about it like yeah. it, it was very cute it was like it was like you know a dog that would just it's like wait she's mine Your daughter's not a know? dog <laughs> but i know it's i know it's bad to call my daughter that but it, it was that similar kind of reaction it was like that's my mom and I'm, i just call you know, i just call my son i'm not a sure cock about you <laughs> what sorry but i just call my son a cock block <laughs> 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 But basically what is she was really preventing us from getting close every single time. And but I just had to respect that she was a little bit uncomfortable for she had to make sure and it was actually I had to kind of see it from a really touching perspective. She was protecting me. She had to make sure he was okay. How's their relationship now? Oh, my God. It's actually too good, to be honest, because they love to gang up on me. They are like two kindred spirits. They're so alike. So they're always making fun of me. And I'm like, okay, you guys like each other a bit too much. Like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. That's so funny. Two against one. It's really great. Actually, we all. Everybody gets along. So it's it's really great. But he's never tried to play the dad role. Like, he's never told them what to do. And like it's which is really great. So you guys meet? friend role we met online oh you did so when things all of this happened once I took a step back and did my training and learned the right approach to take literally I swear to God when I was about to give up and actually took a step back did all this then when I back went back online with the right approach I met him within a week yeah that's what That's, I'm t- when you change things around, miraculous things happen. And I'm telling you, I was before that I was going to give up because manifested your dream guy almost. I, I did like it was out. completely different, completely yeah. different. So it's for those people out there like I give up, all guys suck or all women like yeah. there's nobody out there like which I hear constantly. I hear it all the time. I mean, my little sister all the time, I'm like you're 21 years old relax <laughs> you'll find somebody no exactly but, now let me let me also tell you that i don't believe in just an online approach oh yeah of, of course of course i mean do you recommend any approaches or i i recommend going online but i also recommend limiting that you feel like online takes any romance out of it by any chance or 
Uh, I, I mean, I think things are a lot easier in person because I think people give people a chance in person. You get yeah. to see the way people react and you're not doing the swipe, swipe, swipe. Oh, they have a freckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, you know, on, it's always better in person, but I always suggest to people, we talked about catfishing earlier, yes. go right to a video so you know the person is real. Yeah. So don't do endless texting with someone because you will not know, like go to a video and if they have excuses, which I've heard, I've had clients, they've said, I know they're real. They just have this, like that's the reason why they can't video. And I'm like, Neh. go to a video date and then go in person as soon as you can. Yeah. But so I think there's still ways to make it romantic. There's always ways to keep the romance alive, but obviously in person is always better. But I even think in person you should keep the date short to begin with because there's nothing worse than going on a long dinner date with someone you have no chemistry with, you know it's not going to work yeah. out. And I don't know what it's like where you are, but in Toronto now the prices are astronomical to oh, go on a dinner date. Like it's $20 for a five ounce glass of wine um it's in, it's crazy so it bankrupts people going it's a big city you know you go to california la new york city i mean it's it's expensive. insane it's expensive so go for a short date the first time start with a video see if you have that chemistry then go for like a short walk or a coffee um and then you yeah, know sure. then if it works out then go for a longer date but yeah. What I like to do with my clients is once we figure out really who you are, we have a really custom tailored plan to figure out. Sorry, that's my daughter, and she has a breakthrough. You still have ring, a house phone? So is that a house phone? Do you still have a house phone? No, no, no. That's my iPhone. Oh, oh that's my very, iPhone. Very. Uh, um, I've done away with <laughs> with house phones, but um, we do a customized tailored plan to where to meet people outside of online dating that people never would have thought of places yeah. to meet people. And I also have access to matchmaking and I'm building my own matchmaking database now and stuff like that. So it's, it's, I do believe in a combined approach. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you know what I noticed the thing, uh, not online dating necessarily. I've noticed like it's easier today to find somebody, but it's harder to, say progress with somebody or find something serious I guess you could say mm -hmm. um, with social media and, and all that stuff I mean if I go on my Instagram right now I will see more asses than faces you know what <laughs> I mean and, and a lot of women are just they they are just exposing too much of themselves I feel like it's something that should almost be sacred to your partner um, mm -hmm. and I see that a lot and that's a very like of course it looks good on the eyes but it's a it's a turn on for like longevity and, and yeah something serious um, I mean that's tough. What do you do? You give any advice to those girls or guys who have those, you know, same issues who don't want to be with a girl who's been with, you know, you know, 50 guys. And, and if he does, how does he forgive her? Or You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I again, I think that you can cut through that again by being, as I said, like tailoring down. Yeah. Like really getting clear on what you need and repelling some of those other people that aren't right. But you're still going to always get that. You know, you can't funnel out everybody, but you need to funnel down. Like you need to start funneling people out of your system. So, yeah. there, you know, if you don't do that, you're always going to get those people, right? Yeah. So that's the first step. So you don't see quite as many of those people. And that's what most people get in the beginning because that's, that's a lot of the people on there who are 
just there to kind of have fun. But yep. if you're serious, then you really got to tailor your profile. And I'm not saying like make your profile all serious. In fact, I really believe in really being creative, telling a story of who you are, even if you do have a humor side to you, infusing some humor, there's really a great way to do it. Yeah. But um, if you are looking for something serious, yes, I don't believe in showing it all and, and really taking a step back and looking at the story that your profile is telling you, just as if the way that you, like you said, are looking at other profiles. Like even myself, for instance, I had, when I was dating, I had other people, other guys who are single, who are my friends, look at it. I didn't have any revealing pictures. I yeah. didn't have any like sexy poses. See, guys like that, you know what I mean? To an extent, they, they like that. It's, you know, it gives you something to think about. But, but there's a but. I yeah. was like, okay, so, but I keep, I had in three places, which I don't necessarily recommend. I don't think you have to do this, but I was a bit overkill in my profile at the time before, this was before I came back. I had in three places, no hookups, no hookups, no hookups. Yeah. And every, I would say 90% of my messages were, want to hook up? Want to hook up? And I was like, mm. it, Yeah. I was getting so angry. So, so I sent out too. this to my single guy friends and I said, what, okay, can you just look at my profile and tell me like, what is going on here? My profile was very serious. In yeah. fact, again, I wouldn't recommend this, but I told my whole story. I told them how I was, I was disabled at the time, but then the guys would be like, want to go skiing? I'm like, seriously, I just told you I was, <laughs> I was injured skiing and I'm disabled and you want to go. But yeah. anyway, so they told me. You ever me, took a wheelchair up a ski lift before? It's not like, like it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was getting, that's why I was getting a little tainted, but. Yeah they actually brought up a really good point that I never would have seen myself. This is why I really recommend, I always tell my clients to not only from, I really dive deep, but also to send it some, some people of the opposite sex because they see things that you didn't see. So they said to me, a lot of them said, okay, Allison, there's nothing like you don't have a sexy pose, you're not wearing, but you have this come hither look in your eyes. Yeah, very seductive. And I like went, mascara. and I went, oh, oh, and I went, you're right. I do. Yeah. And they, and I never would have seen that. So I completely changed my pictures. They were all just kind of smiling, laughing, just looking friendly. I made sure they didn't look seductive. Yeah. Like they didn't yeah. look too serious. I think when you look kind of serious, kind of look seductive. Yeah, so I tried to look friendlier and really yeah. made sure they kind of told a fun story of me rather than seductive. Yeah. And it made a big difference in who I attracted. And, but that's not the natural way that we want to be. We want, as women, even if we're not revealing, we want to be sexy. Yeah. And guys want to be cool and they want to show their cars sometimes. They want to show their in sunglasses. They want to, they do bathrooms. Like, yeah. Girls don't like that. Like, there's things like that both parties don't realize that the other sex does not like. Yeah. In the pictures. Um, and not that the guys don't like the sedux seductive photos. They do, but you're attracting the wrong sort. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's funny how like, uh, like, for example, you know, there's certain things I do that my girlfriend would never do, but she finds it attractive that maybe I like that. You know what I mean? It's just funny how the chemistry between men and women just, <laughs> you know, they yes. it, it, it's, it's funny, but it is what it is. You know, it's awesome. I mean, I'm glad you found happiness and uh, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I mean, how, how long have you guys been together now for? 
Uh, almost five years. Jeez, that's a long time. Are you gonna, you know, is he gonna put a ring on it or has he already? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so anytime soon because we're both quite happy with the way things are, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we we're both married for a long time and have older children, like who are still though just. What are your thoughts you know, on marriage? I love marriage. I'm a big yeah. believer in it, but I also really respect people. There's a lot of people now who are quite comfortable just having a serious partner and not being married, right? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Um, actually, there's it's, there's quite a... <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, do it. <laughs> That's exactly it. I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think you have to go with what makes you happy. Like down the road, I may want that. Um, yep. But for right now, because I was married for 20 years, this is quite nice having, like, we live together for a week and then we spend our weeks with the kids and then we'll yep. spend like a night, I'll go to see his kids with him and he'll see mine. But then we have some time away and it, yep. and it makes us miss each other. And it's exactly that's it's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Allison, you are awesome. It was so nice having you on the podcast today. I was looking so forward to this, and now it's finally done, and I'm, I'm very satisfied, to say the least. <laughs> well, it was amazing. I had such a good time. So if you ever want to do this again, just let me know. We can cover a whole bunch of other topics, flirting, male, female energy. Like, there's so <laughs> many other things we could go through. <laughs> All right, let's do it tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll go yeah, yeah, okay, no problem. No problem. In fact, we could just do a radio show, invite some guests on. They can ask their questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Allison Verge, ladies and gentlemen, I will put her, uh, her website, everything in the description of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Allison. You are awesome. Is there any parting words you would like to have for, for our audience today? Uh, well, I would like to offer all your guests, um, anybody who's interested, a free breakthrough session. So if that. they would like to come on and really figure out perhaps what's been holding them back from having that relationship that they've always wanted, um, then feel free to contact me and uh, we can talk through that. And that's including me too, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, look at that. All right, Allison, thank you so much. Um, again, it was such a pleasure being able to do this with you today and I uh, hope you have a great night and much success in your future. Thank you, you as well, and your relationship. I know it'll be great. I know, I'm working hard, so I got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allison, take care. Thank you. Yep, bye.